0: Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. We have launched a legal process which is two stages. The first stage has started with the complaints launched at the uh, United Nations through the special uh, rapporteur The second one will be something more formal by way of a case. So that is the, the second stage and a little further down the line, but certainly. We're using the legal mechanisms now at our disposal. but that is what we're doing. We're fighting justice. We're trying to get answers around what happened to Anton in the moments after his death. We can only use the legal mechanisms now because none of the other states have been fit to do so.
1: A real tragedy was Anton's death a decade ago. Can you recall some of your last conversations with him?
0: The night before Anton and his passing, Anton and I had a very quick Skype chat. He was after. Hotel in Libya. He was there to talk with other journalists. Um, other journalists camped in and around the hotel. We could see lots of them in the background, just also making calls for family and friends and filing pictures for them to take from, uh, that they'd taken from that day's frontline work. He was, as you would expect, looking fairly disheveled, <laughs> um, looking fairly um, rough with lots of stubble, very much alive. He was very much, to see, very satisfied to be there and doing the work. Um, that he, you know, pressured so much, and and that is the work of photo sort of documentary. Anton really believes in the power of documentary to tell stories uh, and in using his craft to tell the truth of what he saw to convey that to the world.
1: You said that that was your last conversation before the day that he got shot and was killed. But according to information following that, you didn't know that he was deceased until much later.
0: That's right. In the time between which we were notified of an abduction and then told that actually the other three journalists were, remained with him and they were being held by the Qaddafi regime, you know, we were constantly with information that Anton was alive and he was well in this, which continued for 44 days, 44 days in which we were led to believe that everything was okay, he was going to make contact with us. but To be frank, you know, as a family and noting well how the other journalists had been making contacts with their families, families were getting calls from them, families were getting proof that they were alive and well. And we had absolutely nothing. All we had was uh, messages via the consular officials telling us that. He was okay, he was well, and he would be released. We would hear from him soon. But, you know, in the absence of hearing from him at all, we were we were just on edge and living through a sort of nightmare for 44 days solid, it um, and dreading what news would come for when the, four put the three crossed over into the border um, and into Tunisia. And then, of course, and then on... Um, the 19th of May, we, we did get a call from the South African officials to confirm that they had debriefed the uh, three other journalists, um, James Foley, Manu Bravner and Claire Gillis, were with Anton. And they confirmed that actually, yes, they saw Anton Anton's killing. They witnessed it. They were there. They were captured immediately after that. They did not and could not say anything in the days of their captivity for fear of their own lives. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.